Big Red Bench. Come on. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. Welcome along to the Big Red Bench this first Saturday in July. I'm a very happy man. Kerry have beaten Tyrone. That's my year made as far as I'm concerned. It was also a good day for Cork in the ladies football and Mogi championships. Two wins for them and we have reaction to the footballers' victory in Clon. Big day tomorrow. We have the thoughts of John Cleary and Paul Kerrigan ahead of the All-Ireland quarterfinal against Derry. Liam Buckley reflects on last night's draw at Turner's Cross. Cork minor Camogie manager Jerry Wallace reflects on All-Ireland victory. The legend that is Patrick Horgan chats to us and will preview the Red FM Hurling League final between Blackrock and Sarsfields also. A packed show between here and seven. You're listening to The Big Red Bench here on Cork's Red FM. The Big Red Bench with Sure 72-hour non-stop protection. I made Lear with you until 7 o'clock. And yeah, I'm a very happy man. Let's quickly get into it, I suppose. Uh, and I'm sure there's plenty of Kerry people tuning in around the county of Cork as well. And do you know what? I think there's plenty of Cork people tuning in as well that are happy to see Tyrone bet in Croke Park. Uh, they're into the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship semi-finals after a 12-point winner, Kerry, against the old enemy Tyrone. My God, there's some serious emotional scarring uh, being dumped out the out the window with that victory. Here's Jonathan Higgins with a full-time report. All over in the first of this year's All-Ireland quarterfinals, where Kerrier defeated Tyrone by 218 to 12 points. A defensive masterclass combined with a dominant second-half performance has helped the Kingdom blow away their old enemy in Crow Park. Kerry led by three at the interval, but took complete control of the game in the third quarter. Tyrone would have to wait until the 54th minute for their first score of the half, but by then, Kerry had converted 1-5. Jamer O'Connor netted the Kingdom's first goal in the 52nd minute. Their second was netted by Sean O'Shea in the 64th minute, aided by a magical piece of skill from David Clifford. Kerry now advanced to the All-Ireland semi-finals. Full-time score, Kerry 2-18, Tyrone 12 points. Yeah, six points apiece at one stage there in the first half. Kerry eventually scored the last three points of the first half. And then it was 15 points to six by the time Dermot O'Connor scored the first goal. And uh, yeah, a fantastic goal by Shawnee O'Shea after just the most lawless bit of skill I've ever seen. Clifford just does something every week. He's worth the hype. You know, he's just, um, he wasn't even that good today. And just... This, I don't know, I, I just saw it now on, on, on RT News, now on the screen up above me. The ball's gone out of play, he just manages to swing his foot at it, head height, and <laughs> knock the ball into Brosnan, who knocked it across with Shawnee Shea. Uh, so yeah, it's the first time really that Kerry have shown that, yeah, they're probably capable of defending the Sam Maguire Cup. Um, so we'll have to see now, obviously our man Monaghan uh, just thrown in now in the second quarter final and we're going to get to, don't worry, we're going to get to the big one tomorrow between Cork and Derry. We've John Cleary coming up and Paul Kerrigan as well to give his thoughts on that one. Um, as mentioned, uh, big wins for Cork in the ladies football and Camogie and it means that Kerry, Mayo and Cork have all confirmed their spots in the All-Ireland quarterfinals. Kerry beat Cavan 221-25 in Tralee. Mayo were 215 to 8 point winners over Leash and Cork ran out easy 8 12 to 2 3 winners over Tipperary and we'll hear reaction from Shane Renane and Darren O'Sullivan a little later on in the show defending champions Meath and Donegal do battle in Navin from half past 7 in the Camogie Cork defeated Clare 319 to 8 points despite yet another clash of fixtures as the as all teams uh, play on in protest um, but uh, yeah Cork defeating Clare 319 to 8 points in group 1 of the championship Galway were 118 to 10 point winners over down in the same group in group 3 Waterford lead Antrim 515 to 9 it's Limerick 413 awfully 5 points and the group 2 matches involving Kilkenny and Tipperary and Dublin and Wexford are just underway Good news in the European Games. Kelly Harrington has won gold for Ireland in the lightweight final at the European Games in Poland. The Olympic champion took every round on the judges' scorecards as she beat Serbian Natalia Shadrina in Krakow in the next hour. Heavyweight Jack Marley fights for gold against Aziz Muhadin. Uh, so it'll be good if they could double up there. Uh, Cork City Women's are in action in the All-Ireland Cup. They're all the ways up um, in... 
They're all the ways up in Belfast taking on the Crusaders and it's just underway. Uh, there's one game in the first division of the League of Ireland. Longford play Wexford from half past seven. And the six to four favourite VS Estina won the group one pretty poly stakes on Derby weekend at the Curra under jockey Jamie Spencer. In the cricket I just cast my eye over to the ashes Australia are absolutely wiping the floor with England um, they're currently 53 for 4 after 16 overs chasing 371 to win the second Ashes test against Australia at Lords and uh, yeah uh, Formula 1 finally to finish up on uh, the other business world champion Max Verstappen who is on pole position for tomorrow's Austrian Grand Prix won the sprint race in Spielberg today beating teammate Sergio Perez all right, um, before we get into tomorrow's game at Croke Park, let's quickly reflect on a very disappointing one-all draw at Turner's Cross last night. Joe O'Brien Whitmarsh rescued a point for Cork, uh, for Cork City um, after 81 minutes um, against Drogheda. Real mischance, a victory for Cork would have seen them leapfrog their opponents and out of that dreaded relegation playoff spot uh, so it is a real mischance here's Colm O'Sullivan speaking with the interim boss Liam Buckley after the game Liam got the draw in the end what did you make of the performance? Uh, very poor I'll be straight uh, lucky to get a draw out of the match um, the one bit of good play we have is scored a great goal to show uh, but just our just general, general performance was just not acceptable from where we're at uh, I think everybody's disappointed the dressing room it's just passes by. Uh, so we've got to regroup and let's get it back together again for next weekend. I mean, in the first half there, those times it's barely crossed the halfway line. Yeah. For some reason, we've down tools uh, and we just haven't linked play. We haven't created enough to do to get a win out of it. Um, now, look, I think the dressing room was very disappointed where it is, you know, with that performance. So, as I say, for next week, we'll, we'll hope there will be an improvement. It's a tough one against Pats next week. They're all tough. That's tough. We play Shamrock Rovers here. That's tough. It doesn't matter who you're playing. They're tough games, you know, kind of way. So we've got to make sure we give ourselves a chance of getting some now next week. We're still second from bottom of the table and we don't want to be there. So the only way we're going to get it is get, do better than we did tonight, you know. So we do have to get better and we will do. I probably need to be getting the results against the teams who are down there with you and unfortunately you didn't tonight. No, it helps if you do. But that said, we still picked up points against Bowles here and Rovers and whatever else. But we need a much more energetic drive with the whole thing. Uh, as I said, just. It's nowhere near what I'd want this evening. Um, is it a bit of a wake-up call with the transfer window that maybe you'll need more than you thought? Uh, look, these guys have done well in the previous weeks, you know, kind of, and we have irked able to uh, draw whether we deserve it or not. Uh, it's a great point from where we're at, especially with a poor performance like we had to pull a point out of the game. We're still quite close to draw it. I know Sligo had, had a win, but that said, from where we're at, we just regroup the group we have. The window is open. We will bring in one or two, and we'll see. Hopefully, that will strengthen us up. Is there is there people on the horizon? Might there be announcements this week? Um, yes, well, there will be one or two this week, I'd, I'd, I'd imagine, yeah. And are you looking at more than one or two, realistically? Um, we'll see, we'll see. Uh, look, we've got a good group. We've just still one or two injured, like Jonas Hackenden, very good. We're missing him. Um, Josh... Again, missing him again tonight, you know, the kind of way, and it does upsell our, our rhythm there at the back. And we'll, we'll sorry, we will bring him on or two, yeah. Thanks, Liam. You're welcome. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who uh, Cork City go for in the market to try and strengthen and to secure their place in the Premier Division of the League of Ireland. And uh, we'll have more coverage of Cork City over the coming weeks here on the Big Red Bench. All right, tomorrow is a huge day for the Cork footballers. The Rebels are in the All-Ireland quarterfinal as they face Derry in Croke Park. John Cleary side go into the game in the back of wins over Mayo and Roscommon and will certainly be confident ahead of the game with the Filesiders, which of course brings back memories of the 1993 All-Ireland final. Although not too many happy ones for Cork fans, of course. Derry winning that day, 114-28 for their first and to date only all-Ireland title ahead of tomorrow's game Dylan O'Connell has been chatting to the Rebels manager John Cleary Well John Derry in the All-Ireland quarter-final what, what was your reaction on Monday when you saw the draw? A tough draw um, look we could have got Derry uh, Dublin or Armagh it, it was going to be a tough draw anyway you know and um, so 
you know, we knew there was going to be nothing easy at this stage and it's going to be it's not going to be difficult, but look, at this stage, there was nothing going to be easy and look, we're prepared as best we can and we're ready for it. And I suppose, Derry, there's not a lot of points of reference as far as the recent league encounter. Have you, are you going to watch it back or think that will have any bearing on Sunday? Uh, probably not at that stage. Look, Derry had already qualified and we weren't, um, they'd already got promoted. It was a kind of a dead rubber of the game in the end, but it was good to get to play them and they still played with the same style. Maybe they didn't have all their big guns on the day. Uh, they brought on a few of them the second half when the game was kind of slipping when we were coming back. We were eight points down, I think, got back to, to level it. But look, league and championship were completely different and we'll, you know, this is a new game played in Croke Park, a uh, big wide open pitch and we'll just have to, you know, prepare as best we can and, you know, look at the games that they played lately and, and see can we uh, can we learn anything from them more than the league game really, you know? And like you mentioned the league there, you came back from eight points down, you came back against Mayo, you came back against Roscommon. Is that a sign for concern for you or is it a sign for praising the team, the fact that we're ready to come back from those deficits? I suppose there's two things in it really. Why do we get into the position that we were those scores now? And then the other thing, as you said, is pleasing then that we were able to summon up energy and go for it and throw the kitchen sink at teams in the end to, um, you know, to get victories. So, but, but as I said, we have been looking, you know, for how, how we went behind to Roscommon in the first half the last day, how we went behind to Mayo by six points. Uh, but I think at this level, every team gets their gets their time in the game and, and uh, that's what happens there with against the top top teams when they're in top they'll probably go get four five six points and that's like we, we would try to get to it and we would try and do the same when we get on top and like you mentioned there were top teams the last time Cork won an all-earned quarterfinal was back in 2012 or sorry it was the yeah, it was 2012 they lost they beat Kildare in the semi-final of the all-earned it's a long time for Cork to go without winning an all-earned quarterfinal of football Absolutely, yeah. Um, I suppose, look, the first thing we had to try was get there, and then we can have a go at, 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 at winning that, you know. Um, and look, I think the, 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 the standard is very, very even at the moment. Like, you know, there's eight teams left in it, and invariably, you know, every one of them would have, uh, have pretensions on trying to win this championship. Um, and, you know, we'd, we'd be no different. But um, it's 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 where we want. Hopefully, the cup football will be every year going forward. That we won't have to wait 11 years until we're back there again. Um, so look, we were there last year against Dublin in the in the, in the quarter final. But look, we had a much easier route. I thought you know we beat Limerick and Lark to get into it. So we really had to fight this year now to the nail to get in there. And hopefully, we'll you know when we get up to Croke Park and we'll put that to good use to those games we had there the last few weeks. I think one of the biggest assets the Cork Dome is the bench. They having players like Kevin Dunne being able to come off the bench score that winning point at the weekend yeah look what we've been trying to do all year is is, is, is build a panel and to get um, you know 25 players really that are ready for the action because look, every day you're probably when the games are Sunday and Sunday you're going to be losing players through injuries and, and you know and then the other thing when guys come in they have to make a difference they have to be good enough to make a difference they have to be fit and strong enough and they have to know the system and look thanks be to God the last number of days our lads have, when they've come on they've made that different right from the bench and they've been primed and they've went for it and that's what we expect them to do and uh, Look, that's what they've done the last few days. And is there any one of the major injury concerns going to Sunday? We'll, we'll, we'll be looking now with the, you know, Brian Holleaves didn't miss last week and we'll see later on the week how he is. Look, he's carrying an ankle injury, but um, and then we have the long-term injuries. Um, Sean Meehan, all of Manny, so um, that's that's where we're at at that. But look, we're no different probably than any other team. Every team gets knocks and bruises and injuries when the games are coming week on week. All right, our Ireland winner with Cork Paul Kerrigan is on the line ahead of the biggest game of the year, it has to be said, in the men's calendar for Cork GA. Anyway, Paul, excited for the clash against Derry on Sunday, I can imagine. Ah, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, I suppose Cork are coming in with like fierce momentum, really, right through the group stages, and obviously against Roscommon last week. So, um, I think, look, um, Derry, they played them in the league, they drew them in the league. I, I don't think they're a team they'll fear. Um, I think regardless of who they were playing the moment, momentum and confidence they probably built up um, would have been a, a big thing and look as I said they're playing Derry Division 2 team I know back to back Ulster champions but um, I think Cork will, will, will be quite confident of giving Derry a right good go and, and, and maybe he can out the result again Absolutely 2012 was the last victory in a quarter final Cork will go on to lose to eventual winners Donegal in the last four that year 11 years is a big gap you, you suppose you'd argue there were years in between where Cork 
had no business being near the top eight. Uh, but back into a quarterfinal now, back to back quarterfinals, let's say, it is the perfect time to strike, isn't it? And at least make a semi final. Yeah, um, definitely. I think, like, I think, you know, there was obviously the group winners had a weekend off, but I think the way Cork were going to have an extra game in a prelim quarterfinal was, was, would have suited Cork um, a lot better to just keep that momentum going and, as I said, growing the confidence. So, look, they're in a, they're in a pretty good spot. I think Derry, they're probably one of the most tipped at the start of the year and then they obviously went back to back Ulster but I think since then maybe their group probably had the least um kind of kind of least controversy or action towards the last day and there, there has been too much talk about them since, you know, especially the likes of the Mayo result against Galway and and obviously the other draws like Mayo and Dublin and, and Kerry and Tyrone. So they're probably coming in a little bit under the radar too. But I um like I think they'll be pretty confident of, of turning Cork over as well on the other side of it. Yeah, they didn't they probably didn't have as many tough games as Cork did in that group stage, would you say? Yeah, yeah. I think they kind of just they just got through it, you know what I mean? I think in their last game they they gave Clare a, a, a bit of a good beating, but other than that they just they just done enough and got over the line and they were probably favourites in their group um in the draw and, and look it's just the way they panned out, they finished top without a whole pile of, of fuss really like so um yeah, they've I suppose they haven't they've just kind of done enough and done what was expected of them uh, without setting the world light since winning the Ulster. Uh, looking back at the win over Roscommon, obviously it's uh it's the first time since 2010 Cork have recorded two victories over Division 1 sides in the same summer. Um, it was chaotic at times and Cork probably looked to, they, they, they probably thrived on that, uh, didn't they? And looking how that shapes up then with Derry, like the lads showed great determination, just about enough composure, particularly with Kevin O'Donovan's point. But it, it's going to be a different animal, isn't it, against the Ulster team? Yeah, like um, uh, I think Roscommon kept the ball for long periods. Like it was a tough watch at times, especially in the first half. I think if Derry get a turnover and break, they will look to break fast and get scores. Like um, they've kind of had a notable attacking shape this year. You know, they they, they throw four or five guys right inside the twenty-one. And I thought against Cork in the league, they were really impressive at, at getting loops and, and working scores in and around the scoring zone, around the D. Um, they, they were really good at that. Um, I know Shane McGuigan is probably kind of their, their leading light, um, but that day they worked a lot of scores from different guys, uh, with the likes of Conor Glass now um, tipping in from midfield as well, and Brendan Rogers the same. So look, they are different. Animal, I think they'll look to break a bit more quickly than Ross Common did. I think Ross Common were quite happy to manage the game and kind of pass it around from side to side. Um, I think once Cork pushed up towards the end of the first half and the start of the second half, they were they were a, a far better team and they 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 played they played the better football really. I think once they squeezed up on the kickouts, I think Ross Common had no no kind of answer really like with the two lads in midfield and you've the likes of Rory Dean and Killian O'Hanlon who are, who are kind of natural midfielders as well in the half hour lane we had a lot of big bodies around there and we hoovered up the breaks and 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 made a pay on the scoreboard so again if they can if they can get the work rate up and do that again and try squeeze them um, hopefully we might get a bit of joy from that as well One thing as well that uh, I'm looking forward to see how they deal with it is the the way Derry use Orrin Lynch and, you know, Cork might be able to disrupt that. How can they disrupt that and create a bit of chaos there? Yeah, he's he's been really good from this year. I think um, he will come out and join and play on a regular basis. Um, I suppose uh, one way maybe I, I, I just kind of harp back to the league game, especially in the first half, like he pushed up on kickouts and Cork won their own kickouts long and broke away. And there was a couple of chances for open goals. I think there was about three in the in the first half alone. So um, I think that's one way we could possibly disrupt him again is by winning the ball long and, and, and attacking right away like we did if you think like Killian Allen plucked one from Michal Aid last in gave an outside the boot ball into Conor Corbett and we almost got a score off it straight away so if we can do the likes of that I suppose get it up forward as early as possible because Derry's natural instinct all of them will be to retreat back into the 45 um, and just have 15 lads in there so the quicker we can maybe get it off our own kickouts that's one way to disrupt them and, and then again look I suppose like he, he has kick scores Lynch um, and he's well capable of doing it I suppose you have to pick your battles and possibly leave a corner back or leave a full back player free and, and keep an eye on him more so if he's going to kick a score more so than the other 
the other players who, who might be outfield players. So, um, yeah, he's been a key player for them all all year, really. And I suppose even in those trials when he saved the penalties, um, he showed he can he can do it that way as well. Yeah, luckily Karkov. <coughs> excuse me. Luckily Karkov, uh, a very good goalie of their own as well. Of course, your clubmate Mihalik Martin. Um, he proved his shot stopping credentials. Knowing that the last day against Roscommon, he's going to have a lot of pressure on him, isn't he? Taking kickouts as every goalkeeper does at this stage, especially when they get to Croke Park. It'll be a tough puzzle for him at times, I suppose. And Derry will be very clever, won't they? They'll, they'll make life very hard for Cork and, and for Michal as well. Yeah, like Michal is, like his shot stopping is, he's one of the best in the country, like there's no doubt. And that save in the second half, especially, was a, a massive turning point. Like it looked to be a short goal um, and it kind of drove Cork on a bit. Yeah, look at this stage and even Roscommon, the Division 1 team, you're going to come up against really, really tough um, presses at different stages. At other stages, they'll just back off and leave you give a short. But the, when when the good teams do press up they're really exceptional as, as Cork were really good the last time um, yeah so as I said in the league that was notable Orange the keeper was really pushing up to midfield they were putting putting under big pressure but I think since then I, I, I think Roy Dean might have started in the league Killian Hanlon didn't like they've they've lots of big options now around the middle and even I saw me all like in the last couple of games has gone a bit short on occasions where in the league they weren't going short at all so it's just about keeping that variety really and um and as I said, mentioned earlier, like if we can, if we can win them long and, and get it forward early, um, I think that's where we could have a good bit of joy. Yeah, and as well, looking at that uh, in terms of short options as well, there seems to be a footballer in every single position. You know, I mean, a lot of a lot of teams. I suppose when you look at the likes of Low, they, they have a lot of athletes, etc., and they can make life difficult for teams. But Cork have a real good blend of fierce athletic guys but every single one of them is a capable footballer as well and it must give Michal a lot of confidence that he knows whoever he's given the ball to has loads of capability to move that on yeah like I think that's like really really important um, those if you're comfortable on the ball and it's showing like like Rory Maguire Kevin O'Donovan Matty um, they're all getting scores every game you know what I mean they're nearly outscoring the backs are probably outscoring the half forward line and some of the inside forward lines, so they are really comfortable at, uh, on the ball um, and they have legs. You know what I mean? If you can get it short and, and maybe get a runner off, it, then so you've, not, you've the option for a kick pass or or, or the legs to, to run beyond it. And that is really um, kind of it, it's good for me all and, and good for everyone. You know, and it takes the pressure off the likes of Ian McGuire and them in midfield trying to win the ball all the time. So um, look, it's, I suppose it's all about options. I thought like. Cork have they have varied like there's definitely been a change in, in from league to championship like in the first half last week they were kind of going zonal under Roscommon kick out and then towards the end of the first half they pushed up had a really good press and it made a big made a big difference like you saw uh, I haven't seen a Cork team in a while change tack in the middle of a half and do it really well so they've done that and then on the other end they're going short a little bit more often I think they could go even a little bit more um, so hopefully we might see that uh, on Sunday because I think Derry will probably try an initial press if nothing happens then they'll probably back off and retreat so again just that bit of variety um, just to keep them guessing really I suppose You'd be really hoping that Brian Hurley can give even 10 minutes off the bench. You know, he'd lift the crowd and like you'd be confident he'd, he'd affect the game and get a score if he does take to the field. It's a matter of being in the game though, isn't it? Then down the stretch so that can happen. Yeah, yeah, they need everyone um, really, Cork. You know what I mean? I thought Sherlock was very good again. Like when he started the last day, you know, he's just, you know, he first score, he just wants to score. Um, he worked really hard as well in the second half. And Brian would give a big lift if, if he came off the bench, you know. Um, but I, I, as you said, in, down the stretch, like, I, I think Cork once, like, even saw Mayo was out to six points. Like, if it's any way close down the stretch, Cork would be really confident. Like, they're getting unbelievable scoring turn from their bench and they're just kind of just they just seem to be real finishers like the lads coming on they're really finishing out the game and they've finished every game strong really since since they got knocked out to Clare and um, the bench has been a massive massive part of that I think their bench is probably the most effective in the country so um, there's a lot of guys coming off the bench who are playing with real confidence as well which is um, which is a really good thing so if they can keep it tight in the last 10 minutes I think Cork will be definitely definitely thereabouts because they probably have a bit more scoring power overall than Derry um, if you're looking down through the bench as well it's an unpredictable championship with the teams that are left as, as you're listening to us uh, this Saturday evening we'll know whether Kerry have escaped the Tyrone trap our man Monaghan will be in the midst of battle Dublin and Mayo is going to be really intriguing isn't it that clash of the two titans of, of the 2010s I suppose you have to say and 
all four teams that survive this weekend will feel anything is possible. Yeah, like it's it's almost a bit like a World Cup tournament. You know, you've a couple of heavyweights there, and but it's like anyone can come out and win it. Do you know what I mean? It's just whoever steps forward in Cork have real momentum. You know, going forward. Um, so look, they'll go into this this round as like probably after avoiding the likes of Dublin where you know probably a stronger stronger opposition but um anyone could win it as we said like two of the two of the probably top four are going to be knocked out after this weekend, you know what I mean? So you're just going through the teams that we speak about momentum. Mayo obviously have massive momentum going into Crow Park. The dubs named their team there now today and it's the strongest panel they've named all year. Um and then obviously I think probably Kerry might have felt they needed a big game maybe to get themselves going and They've they've got as a big game as they could get really against the rivals Tyrone and Tyrone Tyrone then are probably just really kind of licking their lips at it having to go off Kerry it's probably a big game they need too you know what I mean if they win that they'll definitely feel that they they they, sh- they should really go on and win the All Ireland so yeah it's been a really good last two rounds anyway you know what I mean I suppose the first couple of rounds were tough and there wasn't a whole pile happening but kind of the back end of the groups and the, the Premier League quarterfinals have been really really good and this is going to be a really epic weekend really now hopefully and um, you know there's there's going to be a great opportunity for a couple of teams in, in the All Ireland semi-finals if they can come out of this Although we'll know one of the participants I'll ask you anyway for who you think will be in the final four Yeah I probably I think um, Kerry Dublin Armagh and probably and hopefully you now Cork as well. You know what I mean? Cork, a, a tight one. I think there'll be a couple of could be a couple of extra times this weekend. Do you know what I mean? I think it could be really tight. I suppose there's no point doubting Cork now. Like, is there? It's a tough task, but they've they've shown they're more than capable. Yeah, they have, and like they, as I said, the team is playing with real confidence. I think I was down the park obviously last week. Been to a lot of their games. They have, like, they have the support of the crowd of the people behind them. You know what I mean? And that's powerful. Like, it was a massive buzz down the park last weekend. So they have that too. Like, you know, there's. A couple of trains going to Dublin at the weekend. I don't think that's happened for a while for a football team. So they're working hard. They're fit. They seem like hard enough to beat. They're a close bond in the team, and I think they have the supporters behind them now. So they they should go up to Dublin with with real real confidence. You know of, of turning over Derry. All right, Paul Kerrigan, a massive thanks for coming on the big red bench ahead of the big one on Sunday. No bother. Thanks. Yeah, Paul Kerrigan there speaking ahead of tomorrow's quarterfinal between Cork and Derry. Paul got a point himself last night. Unfortunately, his uh, for, for, for Nemo Rangers, they were defeated. A big win for St. Finbar's who captured the County League title. Uh, the Cork Credit Union's Football League Division 1 final won by St. Finbar's 211-217 against Nemo Rangers. And of course, we'll be previewing the Red FM Hurling League final next Friday later on in the show today. And... Uh, on tomorrow's show as well uh, just a quick uh, notice to bring you as well we were, we spoke to the Cork Admirals last week they're into the semi-final uh, it's on at MTU Stadium this Sunday July 2nd tomorrow at 2 o'clock they're facing last year's champions UCD so if you want to head down and give them their support uh, it's on at 2 o'clock and uh, yeah they'll be uh, they'll be delighted for all the support they can get um, alright Cork recorded a huge win in Clonakilty in the All-Ireland Senior Ladies Football Championship against Tipperary. The Rebels winning out 8-11-2-3 and uh, we went through the uh, other results uh, earlier on. Kerry beating Cavan, Mayo beating Leash and those three teams into the quarterfinals. Um, the reigning champions Meath welcome Donegal to Navin at half seven. Jeremy Carty was there for us and he spoke to Shane Renane. Shane Renane, first of all, congratulations into the last eight of the All-Ireland Championship, which is what you wanted, but that first 15 minutes, those five goals, I mean, you must have been absolutely thrilled with the way your team set about their business today. Yeah, look, we were delighted. Um, I suppose we were very disappointed after the Galway game, and we've had a very good two weeks of training, very positive. You know, players knew that they, I suppose, hadn't executed what they what they should have done. I suppose we as a management looked at ourselves as well, as I said there during the week, John. I think everything we put into practice, uh, what we wanted to do there, we did in the first 15 minutes. You know, so we're very happy with that. That's the kind of execution, the quick transition from defence. You've had it patches all season, but right today you set the tone from the opening minutes like, and didn't take your foot off the pedal. That's probably even more impressive that you didn't take your foot off the pedal. Yeah, look, we said at half-time that we had to drive on, and I think we're very impressive. Like, we were down to 13 at one stage in the second half. You wouldn't have known it, John. Like, you know, we, we set targets today, and I think we met them all. Um, so we're very, very happy with that. We, you know, we drove on even there with, you know, at the end of the game with 14 players. 
people were getting tired uh, we just kept driving today and I think that's very very important for us going forward like you know look we've we've, uh, we've an injury team or Kylie we don't know how serious it is look um, you know unfortunately like Kira got a red card I, I can't see how it could be a red card when you're 18 points up why would a player do win that would jeopardise you know her, her future for the rest of the year like so like that's disappointing but I think the players responded unbelievably well it, it didn't knock them at any stage and I think that's the real big thing like especially though Dara there like Emer gets injured for the penalty and Emer's meant to take the penalty Dara steps up and buries it and then scores an unbelievable point afterwards and he look I think that's the kind of ruthlessness and, and kind of um, I suppose um, d- d- you, the way you want them focused and I think all the focus we put up on the board today we delivered on them all and we're, look we're delighted with that we know in two weeks time look the boys are getting scarce hopefully the, you know, we'll, have a, we, we'll, have all, we'll have a full panel the next day with regards to Camogie and all so hopefully Camogie do their business today they'll you know, get, get a win next week if they're true we're in two weeks time so look look, we're, we're, we're happy with that going forward we just I suppose have to reassess everything now and see where we are bodies wise just finally this is the second time you've come to Clannacilty for a major a big match you beat Waterford last year it was a great atmosphere once again today the crew came out to support you yeah absolutely delighted with it you know in fairness to everybody in Clannacilty Ivan, Ryan and everybody has been brilliant and uh, look we're delighted huge crowd here again today I think we gave them plenty of entertainment again so look um, we're delighted with that and look it's something we look at again next year Joe, when we're you know maybe league games and things like that as well because it is look it's a, it's a bit of a distance for teams but I think the quality of the whole setup, even the you know, Tipperary was saying that like the, the whole setup here is fantastic so look we're delighted with and thanks to everyone in West Cork again yeah big win for the Cork ladies footballers of course amidst so much nonsense that they have to put up with at the moment and the players fair play to them they're putting their foot down and they're standing up for themselves and uh, like I said playing under protest at the moment and uh, doing um, demonstrations before the game to to try and get uh, the powers that be to wake up and uh, to, to sort things out Darren O'Sullivan scored three points from full forward she also spoke to Jar after the game uh, Darren O'Sullivan job done into the quarterfinals which is what you wanted before you came to Clannacilty today but the emphatic nature of it 8-11 a real statement from within the dressing room following the goal result yeah look our backs were against the wall coming down here today it was do or die and we wanted to lay out our stall early um, we spoke about one touch football I think Galway did that very well against us and we got caught taking the ball into the tackle so we worked on that a lot over the week um, and I think our video analysis team did very well and pointed um, out that and we played our strengths today I think we, we took very little out of the ball um, and created space and gave the ball to the girl in the best opportunity and I think that's where the eight goals came from today You say that and you're absolutely correct you were involved in a lot of those five goals at the start and just being w- w- that final pass it was the pace of what you did today how quickly you moved from defence is that something you were focusing on coming into it? Yeah, I'm conscious I don't want to give too much away but look it was to be honest quick transition um, and we were hoping to keep our forwards or their backs honest and keep five forwards up a minimum at all times I think in, against Galway we got sucked into defence and we struggled to get the ball out in time, at times I think today we kept the tip backs very honest and um, played without fear as well I think took them on um, and look yeah that was something we put the emphasis on today took very little out of the ball and created that overlap no, we don't know who you're playing, but we do know you'll be away from home. What was the key thing today that you had a performance under the belt going into, no matter where you end up playing, that you had the performance under the belt that can give you confidence going into that game? Yeah, I think confidence is the key there. Look, we've had a lot of setbacks in terms of injuries. Um, we had a lot of girls between the Camogie clash and injuries unavailable to us today. So confidence was a huge thing. A lot of girls made their championship debut today. Um, and look, Abigail Ring just did her leaving search and she came on after, I'm not sure, 15, 20 minutes very early on and, and did very, very well. So look, we've put a big emphasis on a panel um, since January and I think that stood to us today a lot of the girls stood up when we when we went down to 13 players there today I think um, we, we learned a lot from today as well and just finally Knox injuries come with every game but the strength of the panel has been tested a lot this year and you've come up with the answers yeah look we're, we're very proud of that um, but Shane and the management team did say that at the start of the year you're not on the team to make up the 30 it's not junior club training where you're coming down and making up the numbers or whatever it, it, it's inter-county football and everyone's there putting up their hand pushing each other on trying to make the 15 trying to make the 20 and look people got their opportunity today due to, to injuries and camogie clashes and, and they put their hand up so look it's another headache for management but it's a good place to be excellent best luck in that quarterfinal thanks very much yeah well done to the Cork ladies footballers and of course to the uh, Cork uh, senior camogie team who had a big victory 
also against Clare. Um, all right, after the break, we're going to hear from Patrick Horgan, who is going to be playing for Cork next year again. And uh, we're also going to hear from the Cork minor camogie manager, um, Jerry Wallace. And we're going to hear from Jamie Harrington, the Black Rock Hurling Manager. Don't go away. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. The Big Red Bench. You're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench with Sure 72-hour non-stop protection here on Cork's Red FM. Aidan here with you until 7 o'clock. Patrick Horgan has confirmed that he's going to stay on for at least another year with Cork Hurlers. The 35-year-old Glenn Rover star has been speaking to Rory about Cork's year this year, working with Pat Ryan, his predictions for the All-Ireland semi-finals and more. Right, and joined now by Patrick Horgan, speaking at the launch of Virgin Media's rollout of two gig full fibre broadband to homes and businesses across Cork. To celebrate the launch, Virgin Media will be delivering 4,000 boxes of full fibre cereal in Cork with golden ticket prizes that include Virgin Voyage Cruises and 500 euro vouchers for Harvey Norman. Patrick, how are you, sir? Good, not too bad. How are you getting on? I'm good, sir. I'm good. What's that cereal like, first off? Have you tried it? I didn't try the cereal, but all I know is they, were, they gave away a cruise while I go. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. And so yeah, it's... Down, down some uh, some young fella there just came over to see what it was all about. He ended up taking a ticket. He won a cruise. <laughs> Not a bad day's work for him, so was it? Yeah, grand, uh, grand wasn't it, Henry? <laughs> Not going to complain about that at all. Come here, the big news about you, sir, is you're willing, you're able, you want to play for Cork uh, for another year, at least. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the plan anyway but next thing is you know, I'll just go back to play with the club and uh, enjoy my hurling there again and uh, yeah hopefully uh, go back training hopefully the end of the year and get going again that's the plan anyway mm. you must have been sick of people asking you about it let's say were you yeah uh, to be honest I don't know I just, <laughs> for a while when when the question gets asked I'm like Is that like are they asking like do I I might lose my mind here or what? Like they're they're obviously asking because they're the one they think I shouldn't. <laughs> but uh, now nah, I said I'll just drive on and uh, if I feel good uh, and I'm feeling fit enough, uh, I will I will give it a crack. And if then after that it's just a case of getting uh, if I if I'm chosen to play, if I'm chosen to be on the panel because it's you, as as everybody is aware, like it's all competitive and even on our panel there last year we had like 40 players with Cork and. Uh, I think most, if not all, of them got a got league game time, and you know, no one disappointed. Everybody was kind of flying, and uh, it's not easy to get in, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like um, you were excellent throughout the championship this year, puck of a ball away from a monster final. It just shows you how fine those margins are, I suppose, in the monster championship. Yeah, it's fine. Um, you know, you're, you're trading probably the whole year long like and it comes down to a break of a ball or a pick or a you know one score over the course of three games if we had put another one point on our total score we'd have been qualified for a monster final like this is it's mental like you know we're going home instead uh, but that's the way it is and there was like you know after the first two I think the first two or three games like I think Waterford kind of were out so as good as they can be as well on their day there was four teams left and one of those teams were going to be uh going home like and they wouldn't have deserved it and we were that team of course so unfortunately so yeah and like people yeah. keep saying that Limerick are this this amazing magical team but you beat them in the league this year ran them so close in that Munster Championship game I mean like it just shows you again just how close you are I suppose yeah we're not a million miles away um, you know we obviously put in a good performance against them up in, up in Limerick probably uh, there was a time in the first half we probably should have been further ahead at some stage we were ahead, we were up by a bit and I think we should have been a bit further ahead but um, uh, I think we went in half time close enough and I, kind of, I don't think it deserved to be I think we deserved to be up by uh, a little bit more and uh, yeah it just that's just the way it went and uh, the abuse by a point in the end of the draw but it got us to the Munster final and yeah there's, there's not much more we can say about it Are you still frustrated by it? Have you thought about it much or is it kind of just you left to go now? Uh, it's frustrating enough, like you know, because every when it comes down to such fine margins, every player themselves kind of go into their own thoughts and their own game and see, like you know, 
is there anything that I could have done or I did do and I could have done differently to get a different uh, outcome of a different play but that's that's what it comes down to you know mm, exactly yeah so, Pat Ryan of course had uh, taken over in charge of the core curlers how have you found his approach to the game yeah brilliant all, all the backroom all the backroom and the uh, selectors and it's been like uh, brilliant and like you know everybody's full of confidence like uh, with them you know never 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 anything but confidence being given to, to players every night of training every match you know no one like it's just go out hurl as hard as you can give as much effort as you can and uh, they can see that and um, you know they appreciate it and like they, they fill us with confidence and that's the best place to be Do you feel like there's an All-Ireland in this team? 100% yeah sure you see the 20s there like every year there's they're winning that and there's a few of them going onto the panel and driving uh, driving standards up there as well and they're coming on and uh, we've a lot of good players now and you know uh, when it comes down to as we say when I go about the five margins it just comes down to a, a break of a ball with this stage and uh, hopefully we'll be at the right end of it uh, soon enough Exactly yeah, there's four teams left Limerick, Galway, Kilkenny and Clare who do you fancy for them? Uh, up until last week I actually thought Tipperary but um they're out now so that's gone I, you'd have to go back to Limerick because when it comes down to it on, on a one-off game like who can you see you know beating them and I know Galway have a fair chance against them I know Clare have always played well against them but when it comes down to it it's a one-off game like you kind of have to fancy them don't you yeah it'd be fantastic those semi-finals are really really tasty looking at the Limerick and Galway game in particular looks like a cracker and so does Kilkenny and Clare yeah they're going to be two uh, unbelievable games and it's just a bit unfortunate we're not one of the games but yeah we'll hopefully next year there's huge support for the Cork Curlers there's a real um, I suppose swelling of support and like everyone was like right behind the team this year weren't they yeah I actually don't think um, I don't think any team in the, the country has support Cork Curlers have you know when it comes to even league games like you're talking three quarters of Parky Cueve being full and uh, as you see them with the the championship like every stadium every every time we played it was just full like and it's not like that gives like so much energy to players when they see that like and uh, yeah it's, it's great yeah yeah it's fantastic and as you mentioned uh, heading back now to play with the club there's some tasty uh, championship games awaiting you you've got Blackrock Middleton and Bishopstown in your group so three very very tasty games there yeah that's going to be very hard uh, there's going to be I think two qualify but um, like we're up against Blackrock first and you know they're serious side county final last year and Middleton beat us in the county final the previous year so it's like it's those games are really tough and it's going to be uh, as tight as uh, the Monster Championship but those games are going to be really tight puck of a ball in it and hopefully we'll get a, a small rub of the green Yeah you must be kind of eager I suppose to get back into action I suppose considering the way you, you left it with Cork Yeah uh, it's you know it's always good to go back like obviously not as early as we have like because it means that we're out with Cork but yeah it's great I love going back and uh, training with the boys every night Uh and just getting back to, you know, you kind of you'd miss them there for uh, most of the year. You just wouldn't have a night to even get down there, do you know, mm. to them. So uh, it's good when it comes around and uh, we get back playing, yeah. Yeah, and the lads are in the um, the Red FM Hurlingley Division Two final as well on Sunday week, which I suppose shows, I suppose, the strength of the squad that's there. Yeah, we've some good, uh, we've some good young fellas uh, coming on over us uh, through minor and uh, under twenty as well. Uh, so that's that's only a good thing. Like we've been competitive, like for a long time no senior and uh, I just think the new fellas we have like given us a good little uh, push on like and uh, yeah it's an exciting year for us I was going to say they're pushing the older fellas along in the squad are they? yeah they're, <laughs> they're, they're all uh, it's faster they're getting so I don't know are they getting faster or are we getting slower but uh, nah it's all good anyway yeah we'll say they're getting faster right, Patrick pleasure talking to you today buddy thanks for talking to us that's it thanks very much thanks for that yeah, great to hear from Patrick Horgan there and great to hear that he's going to be playing for another year in the Cork jersey next year. Uh, funnily enough as well, there's a bit of a Cork derby in the Kerry Senior Hurling Championship tomorrow. Uh, John Moyler's Kilmoyley are taking on Ben O'Connor's uh, St. Brendan's Ardfort. Uh, St. Brendan's need a win. Kilmoyley won their first game against Causeway, uh, who are the reigning champions. Um, but it's uh, actually... Some for somehow it's ended up that if Kilmoyley lose tomorrow, they'll be out of the championship. But I, I can't see that happening anyway. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see uh, the two Corkmen go head to head on the sideline. 
the Cork Minor Camogie team were announced this week as the Rebel Oak Award monthly winners for May. The Rebels retained their All-Ireland title as they beat Waterford in the final 113-110 in Nolan Park. Cork's Red FM are proud media partners for the awards. Rory was at the ceremony on Tuesday and spoke to Cork. Cork boss Jerry Wallace Jerry we're here at the Rebel Oak Awards after your fantastic year that you've had with this minor team and congratulations fully deserved thanks very much indeed we're absolutely delighted and delighted again I think I'm coming now five years of the six that I've been involved in we've been very fortunate to get the Rebel Oak Award you know mm. on one of those months every year and I suppose that's testament to the standard of Camogie here in Cork and <laughs> to the young women that we're getting together exactly, and, yeah. and the success we're getting so it's just fabulous and as you say Jerry, I mean like you've been involved six years now I mean like what is it that keeps you coming back year after year I suppose I like giving my time and I've been involved for a long long time involved in the promotion of sport before that I was an athlete myself and I used to enjoy it but I like giving back to the sport and you know Maybe I'd like to move to a higher level now next. <laughs> is that the, the plan, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you never know, you never know in the future what could happen. Like, um, yeah, we'll see, we'll see. I suppose with the nature of it being minor camogie as well, your team changes every year, and I suppose that brings its own challenges. Massive challenge, yeah. I think, uh, you're, you, you know, every year you've got a turnover in a panel of 30. You could have 15, maybe 16 of the girls moving on, so you're looking to build again a new, a new squad. And the people that are involved with me there, Michael Bowden, Chris Dorcasey there, Orla Hallahan, my own daughter Lucy, Rihanna... You know, and I think of the other people that have been involved back through the years now, it's been successful. I suppose there's a lot of good talented players in the, co- in the county, there's good club structure in the county, there's good club competitions. And there's a very good schools competitions as well. So that makes the Camogie here in Cork very, very, very strong and very worthwhile. And then it's our job every October, November to mm. go about trialling, finding the, the girls that we need or the players and the type of player we are looking for. And we've been very fortunate, as I said, you know, mm. to have the success coming out of it. And when this team came together then, did you think there was an All-Ireland number that just kind of emerged as the months went on? Uh, I think every year I've been always building for the next year. So I, like, I kind of had that in my head again this year. <laughs> you know, so I kind of was working this year's squad knowing that trying to balance the players that will be playing you know that were potentially good enough to play in this year's campaign and then I was looking at general 17 squads that we have working around the groups as well at the moment and keeping an eye on the talent outside look every year I kind of go out to try and get to that All-Ireland final and then after that we see what we like to do I think you've got to get to the last day in all competitions because yeah. it's really exciting you know especially when you're from Cork as well you need to do that like, know, you know? Yeah, there's something about Cork in an All-Ireland final it's something special no matter what great it is like the day Lowland Park this year like it was absolutely brilliant like yeah. there was a huge crowd of people came down there loads of family support from all the girls loads of people from their own clubs came there was good neutral support there like there were I met people at the match that had no interest in Camogie but came down because they got they felt that it was Cork, like, mm. and that's what it's all about. Like, yeah, and we yeah. wish our intermediates well. We wish our under 16s well and our senior team well. Now going forward, they're all playing this weekend. Like our intermediates are playing Galway, our senior team are playing Clare on Saturday as well. Mm. They're two big games for us. And then our under 16s have gone over all the way up to Ballinasloe on Sunday, and hopefully to qualify for an All Ireland semi final there as well. Mm. So like we're all Cork at the end of the day, and that's what it's all about, Rory. But it must give you, I suppose, an exceptional sense of pride as well. Like when you see your players that you've worked with, like minor level, got them representing Cork at senior level. Oh hell yeah! It's two eighteen. I've Saoirse McCarthy, uh, Laura Hayes. There, you know, they're two that come to mind straight away to me. Um, they were on that first team in two eighteen. We hadn't won that minor. We had won under sixteens and stuff. That's well documented. But like to see. I'm very proud when we, when we hand over the girls and then you see them moving on up and if you do go to a final or a competition where they do win you you know you can be a little bit very proud of yourself very chuffed to think that yeah that talent developed into a, diff- a higher level that's what it's all about I think it's good to have people involved in promoting sport because as you know Rory it's fierce important everything that's going on here this afternoon uh, with, between yourselves with Red FM between the hotel here Rebel Oak this initiative every month to put this out every month to, to promote top sport it's very very important so it is because it fuels the dreams and the imaginations and the desires of young people and that's what we, we should be always about like. very well said yeah and um, with this team as well do you feel like he kind of improved all the way through the campaign did you peak in the final or how did you find it oh yeah we improved every game like I think the second day we had a great win in Dublin but we went to Waterford played Waterford on an awful wet day below there uh, I still didn't know the balance of the team but I think that day helped us a lot we also got to see Waterford we had seen him the year before because 13 of that team that played this year were mm. eligible some of their girls have been playing for three years at minor so they were a good season team but we knew that um, 
coming out of that Waterford game that day in the early stages we were after having the defeat we had a massive game two weeks later above in Kilkenny and we got something out of that we got a draw Rory and that got us through yeah. that, that draw was vital but there were girls stood up that day it was a fab- fabulous day above in uh, Ireland it's the Cork, it's the Cork yeah, spirit I suppose out of the rebelness as I knew like, <laughs> and, and you know, you know they, they really bought it out of the yeah, bejesus yeah. came out of them as they say you know what I mean I shouldn't probably say that on your own and of this panel like how many will be with you next year now for the next minor year that's my secret now I can't let you into that <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I think I think what I have I've, I've um, I think I have uh, 17 of this year's group oh, yeah. coming back next year so that consistency and, helps look. yeah and I've, I think I've 7 of the team that start to come yeah. back like in the All-Ireland final so yeah. that's a great great but like they'll have to fight for their places as well next year we'll be trialling again in November December like but um, yeah it's all positive and it's all good so it's Rory yeah. I suppose for these players to, to get All-Ireland success at minor level it's not just them it's their clubs and it's their parents who've been helping them all the way through their GA journey yeah, I was just talking to a few of them in there earlier on involved in this initiative here today and I was saying that there's lonely evenings out there in November and December when you're, you know, travelling to a venue for training and, you know, you might be stuck in the traffic at the tunnel. I remember one of the parents earlier this year coming from Clannacilty to Middleton. We were doing gym work on a Monday night, on a Tuesday night and I remember they alterations were going on over in the tunnel and I remember yeah, the parent kind of, kind of remarking to me is there any chance we could get bed and breakfast rates <laughs> below in Middleton <laughs> because the journey down was really extended so like you have you know you have to give great great credit to the parents mm-hmm. to the brothers and sisters mm-hmm. even grandparents I've noticed like in holiday times the two parents might be working mm-hmm. we might have a training session because we're able to uh, yeah, uh, facilitate that during our own working days and what would happen is the grandparents would be bringing in two or three of the girls that are on the court panel mm-hmm. you'd also notice Roar with the with the girls like that they build up great comradeship and you'd see them carpooling and what I also see every year at the start of the year is they don't know how to drive at the start of the year they're driving their parents to training by the end of the year or during the year so you're seeing the evolution of a young person you're seeing a person growing up to be honest with you like at the moment we're contending with concerts we're still doing a small bit so like Cork has been brilliant for concerts this summer <laughs> music concerts Dublin has got them everywhere has them and like the girls are going to everything that is great right Jerry can I ask your thoughts on the fixture clash on Saturday and how damaging is it for I suppose both codes and is there a worry that that would then have an impact on the younger players and they see that like senior players are being treated like this and they might think GA is not for them yeah, it, it doesn't it, it does that, 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 that initial my initial comment on that is that it's very worrying okay long term it's not good for both organisations like everyone is on at the moment about this inclusiveness okay so they're they're all looking to be brought into line say with the men's game and into the in, into the men but I don't think inclusiveness can happen until the two ladies organisations come together so you need to have the ladies football and you need to have the camogie associations coming together first if they can come together with an understanding along with their sponsors and along with the media promoters if that can all be sorted out I think then we can get proper proper setting of the fixtures I think it's very worrying for players to be caught in the middle of all this I think players should not be allowed or uh, that's the wrong word I think players there should be more administration done on behalf of the players to sort this out it's very unfair for people or for young women that want to play the sport that are working you know maybe 8 to 5 coming to training you know, giving up all their days, all their evenings, all their social lives, and then having to make decisions, you know, that, that they shouldn't really have yeah. to be making. It's a big issue, so it is, Rory. It's an issue that needs to be addressed. It probably needs a mediator between both organisations because uh, there doesn't seem to be any solution at this moment in time. I do know that draft fixtures are released always in November every year. Maybe it's during that period of time when the draft fixtures for both the ladies' football and the camogie associations are released. It's maybe then that someone needs to sit down and look at where the potential clashes can happen at an administration level and then sort them out there before the official fixtures are released in early December. So then managements know where they're heading to and what they're going to be going about. Um, To me, as a, a coach that promotes the promotion of sport for young people, I think it's disappointing that it does affect our older our older sports people I find within my own age groups that this one, it doesn't affect them now they're living in the now like young people yeah. today live in the now Rory they live, they live for tomorrow like they don't live in the past they live for tomorrow and they want to move on so that's, that's it but I hope someone finds a solution to it and uh, you know a, a satisfactory solution like 
Yeah, absolutely brilliant uh, into there with Jerry Wallace, the Cork Minor Camogie Manager with Rory at the Rebel Oak Monthly Award for May. All right, we're running out of time, but we are going to hear from Jamie Harrington, the Black Rock Senior Hurling Manager. It's Black Rock versus Sarsfields in the Red FM Hurling League Division 1 final next Friday, 7.30 at Parky Rin. And we'll hear from the Sarsfields management. Uh, John Crowley is going to be on the show tomorrow evening with Rory. All right, BlackRock and Sarsfields will battle it out in this year's Division 1 final of the Red FM Hurling League. Thrown is at half past seven on Friday, the 7th of July in Parky Rin. Jamie Harrington is the BlackRock manager and joins me now. Jamie, looking forward, I'm sure, to a County League final next Friday? Yeah, yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, well, it's a huge, it's a bonus, really. Like, we didn't, we didn't really plan on being here. It wasn't part of our schedule, so... You know, it'll be a very good game, um, good venue, good referee, good opposition. So, you know, as regards the um, the big game of the championship on the road, it's yeah, it's an ideal thing to have come forward. Yeah, looking forward to it. Tell us this year who's uh, alongside you on the coaching panel and how's the year been going? Um, year's been going quite well. Um, you know, like like everybody else in the world, I suppose you have you know an injury crisis and a holiday crisis and those are small things that kind of come away. But you know, basically, it's been going quite well. Um, the yeah, as regards ourselves, everything we have is 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 kind of new, I suppose. Um, it, there's you know myself and John Cormack have kind of hung around from last year. Um, Con O'Leary, there, a former player, is also around as a selector. And then from a coaching point of view, we have um, Trevor O'Keefe has given us a hand, and Shane Sapin has given us a hand too. So um, yeah, it's been really good. It's been positive. It's been um, different. You know, the two lads have different ways of doing things. Um, well, I have a different way of doing things as well. So between the three or four of us, um, there's been a good bit of variety. And sometimes that can be... Okay. It's, not always the, it's not always a great thing. People always say, oh, it's great to have variety, but sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't. So far, it's worked quite well. Just need to make sure we manage it well enough that there's a clear and clear message. You know? So hopefully we've done that. Well, yeah, it's a good blend, isn't it, of, of continuity and a few new ideas as well, I suppose. Yeah, um, that's a, that's what it is. You know, it's all... Yeah, I mean, last year we had obviously had um, Louis was there, and Louis kind of is a bit of a one-stop shop. Like he kind of does, he patrols most of the, the facets of the game himself, and that's what he likes to run it. Um, I wasn't about to do that this year, so we we ended up getting you know, obviously with Elio Sullivan as well as in doing a bit of SNC and Michelle O'Connor in doing a bit of um, performance coaching with us. So we we kind of well, there's continuity with myself and John from last year. As regards everything else, we've kind of. Um, started again so that's not because anything had been right or wrong it's just because um, you know there's a different way of doing things and I, I didn't feel that uh, myself doing everything was, was a benefit to anybody them or me so yeah we've changed a lot and um, hopefully it'll come together uh, so far it's gone moderately well and just needed to kind of sharpen us more and things might be okay like you know Is it fair to say it's it's no surprise that the two teams with, with the least intercounty player involvement are in the decider? Yeah, it is. But the most most of the teams with high intercounty involvement aren't even in the, aren't even in this league. You know, yeah, so if you look yeah. at the, let's say the Bears in Middleton, who who have a very high representation of, of intercounty players, both at Cork Twenties and Cork Seniors, and the Cork Twenties is a big thing this year for teams, and um, they're even playing Division Two. So that shows how how difficult it can be to manage when you have no access to players who are essentially yours, uh, which is you know the way the world works these days apparently um, so yeah it's in our division okay Douglas have have two and that helped that hindered them also the, the young holders were supposed to be 20 so they probably had three or four um, we we had just really Cahill and Alan Connolly long term injury so you know one or two and, and Sarah's had Jack O'Connor and probably one or two others in various times but yeah I suppose it is a reasonable thing to say but it's it's even more obvious than that in that like the Glen uh, operating Division 2 the Bars Division 2 Middleton Division 2 and that's not because they're bad teams it's because of, of the amount they have on intercounty duty so you're always going to have a fine without them obviously because they're not in the division but yeah it, it's it's helpful for us in the league not to have Cork players but I suppose you ultimately do want to have Cork players like, you know, and it is helpful to have them have players of that quality in your team Absolutely, yeah. And uh, getting a game, like you said earlier on, in Parky Rain of this standard is sure to stand to you come championship in just a few weeks' time now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the venue alone, like, you know, I know we're, we, we'd be up there a bit, but it's it's good to get a game. And we're playing our first round there on the Friday night, so it's an exact replica for us of, of that, um, which would be helpful. 
I'm not sure actually is there a referee announced for a game against the Glen but um, you know Mark Mars I think is doing the game Friday night and he's excellent as well so looking forward to that part of it um, it is a good preparation for championship but you know like like SARS um, we, we won't be doing everything we'll be doing in championship on, on Friday night like you know we, yeah. <laughs> um, we, nobody's going to be showing exactly what's going on that's one of the that's one of the fun parts of this time of the year I suppose like everybody in the world is playing the guessing game of who's playing what challenge match and turning up at random venues with the wrong time and place that kind of stuff so um, yeah it, it's a great game to have and it, there'll be good intensity to it Stars would be very very much up for it I would assume we will be too and um, yeah it is it's excellent preparation but again it's not it's not by any means going to be a photocopy of what we're going to do the, in the three weeks afterwards like you know Absolutely, yeah. and uh, look with, with county league games. Anyway, you know, oftentimes you'll you'll plan to maybe uh, shadow box a small bit, but eventually, ev- like every other game, it takes on a life of its own. And uh, just gonna say, I ah, forget that. Let's let's go try and win this thing. Oh, we'll be trying to win it. Yeah. As far as trying to win there, there's if there's any shadow boxing, it'll be on small stuff like yeah. formations or tactics and stuff. But I mean, we will be there to win it, and so will Sarah's. There's, there's, there'll be no giving it away. Um, and the Sarah's win fair play, and if we win, you know, whatever. But um, there won't be you can shadow box all you want as regards formations and and personnel and matchups and whatever you or do you have that way but you can't really dumb down intensity levels or ambition levels so we will be looking to win it absolutely yeah finals the final and uh, like you said Saras will provide some stiff competition I'm sure now Saras will be excellent um, Saras has been really good all year they gave us an off beating during the league in short road Um I know they had a stumble against Douglas there recently, but you know, kind of player for player, um, you'd have to say that probably Sars and Middleton probably more than than anybody else in Cork have player for player the, the strongest panel. So I'd expect them to have fifteen really good players on the field and be bringing on three or four more excellent ones, and we will find difficult to live with them as we always do. But hopefully we'll be able to kind of stick at it long enough and get some more of the game. Absolutely, it's sure to be a, a great appetiser for uh, the players and supporters ahead of the championship starting in a few weeks' time. Jamie Harrington, BlackRock, thanks a minute for joining us on the Big Red Bench and the very best look Friday. So, thanks so much. Yeah, we're majorly out of time. That was Jamie Harrington there, the BlackRock senior hurling manager, and we will have the uh, SARS management team on the Big Red Bench tomorrow evening with Rory. Stevie G is on the way next. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection, tested to the limits, Sure, it won't let you down.